Welcome in episode 116 of What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show. If you're watching right now live on YouTube, we greatly appreciate you. If you're not watching live on YouTube, but you want to be able to watch our future episodes live on YouTube, make sure you click the bell after you subscribe. That way you get an alert whenever we go live, usually 1035-ish, Mondays and Thursdays. Wildcard weekend is upon us. We have a ton to do, and I have made the commitment that today... We're going to have a tight, a tight show. We're not going over. We're going to get through it. It's a good test for myself because we got a lot to get to, and I want to get to all of it as efficiently as possible. Here is what we're not getting to in today's show. DeMar Hamlin, released from the Buffalo Hospital. I think there's a chance he's at the game this weekend, and that would be one of the greatest, loudest moments ever. I also think there's a chance maybe... They wait on that moment and do it in the next round when they would be playing Cincinnati. But I think it's happening at some point that DeMar is leading them out of the tunnel. The Heat set a record shooting 40 of 40 from the free throw line. I'm not interested in that at all. And of course, listen, this is the, the college football national championship game was a great example of even though I don't talk about something regularly, doesn't know, doesn't mean that I don't know a ton about it. Told you guys Georgia's going to roll TCU. Told you Georgia has 20 to 25 pro guys. TCU's got five. It's the most lopsided national championship game in history, 65 to 7. Put that in the same bucket as, do you remember, Demonze, about four months ago? I'm now off to a great start on hitting the clock, by the way, because I'm about to go on a minor (laughs) tangent. Do you remember about four months ago when I randomly did about 10 minutes about Walgreens locking up everything, claiming they were just being ruined by thefts and how I thought they were crying wolf and they were getting uh, the American public, uh, you know, up in arms about shoplifting. I, you know, as, as I know you do, I was reading the Wall Street Journal a few days ago and the Walgreens CEO had some nice quotes about how maybe we over exaggerated, you know, the amount of thefts we... You know, racist? we shoot for, we'll say it again. It was like racism. No, it was. I think it was, it was, I don't think it was about race. I think it was about them just crying wolf saying, oh no, we're, we're, we're going to be going bankruptcy due to the thefts. When in reality, any of those large chains that you hope for a shrinkage rate of about two and a half percent and Walgreens was a touch over 3%. Meanwhile, they also don't look here, but had to pay hundreds of millions of dollars in the settlement because oh yeah, our pharmacists were just passing out opioids like candy and we have a giant drug crisis in America. But hey, it's not all those things. Nick doesn't talk about a lot. Doesn't mean I'm not on top of the whole thing. All right, let's get to the show, Demonze. All right, so as we all know, Lamar Jackson's been out with an injury for the last month or so. Yes. Still very questionable for the game Sunday, but it seems highly unlikely that he plays. Crazy, yeah. Tyler Huntley didn't throw on Wednesday either, so that's not great news for Baltimore. Yep. It probably means their third-string quarterbacks when he's playing. Yeah, again. old Anthony Brown. DeMonte doesn't want to say Anthony Brown's name because he's worried <laughs> Anthony Brown might watch the show and have his feelings hurt. <laughs> but go ahead. Right, Baltimore made the playoffs this year, but Lamar had a mediocre to bad season. Sure. After a great start. Through right, three exactly. weeks, that's why like, I call it mediocre. Yeah, through three weeks, looked like league MVP. Right. Then tailed off a bit, particularly passing the ball. Now, granted, he had no receivers once again. And now he's hurt at the end, but go ahead. Right. But they basically have no shot to win anything without Lamar. Was this season, I mean, was this season a worst case scenario for both sides? I mean, I I think that's a good way to put it. And I think it's trending towards that. 
Yeah. I think the worst case for Lamar would be, other than catastrophic injury, right? was he gets injured and he's unable to finish the year for the second straight year. The worst case scenario for Baltimore was he gets injured and we once again proved we can't survive without him. So I don't, this is one of those spots where I don't think either side is being wholly unreasonable. I don't think it is unreasonable for Lamar to say, I want the same contract structure Deshaun Watson got. I've accomplished more in this league than Deshaun. I've certainly been a better citizen than Deshaun. I'm not on my second team. I'm better. I want a fully guaranteed deal. I think that's reasonable. I also, and this is something a lot of the media seems afraid to say, and I don't know why. I have an idea why, but I'm going to try to stick to the clock, so I'm not going to get into the full depth of it. I think a lot of people agree with me when I say this. If I were Baltimore, I would be very nervous about giving Lamar Jackson 200 plus million fully guaranteed because you do worry about his style of play leading to injury. You do worry about the fact that he has not seemingly evolved as a passer. And you do worry that if you pay him at that level, is are you going to be able to put the requisite pieces around him on both sides of the ball to compete for a championship. And you do worry that he's not going to have a prime that goes deep into his 30s. And I understand a contract, you wouldn't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about the next four or five years. So I get why Lamar wants it, and I get why Baltimore would be hesitant to give it. However, I th- if Lamar doesn't play in these playoffs, I think anyone that is acting like It's not on the board of potential outcomes that Lamar has played his last game as a Raven are kidding themselves. So I understand. I I talked with Chris Broussard about this on television yesterday. He was like, they'll just franchise tag him. I want the audience to understand something. Lamar didn't get the contract he wanted going into this year. Some people suggested he hold out, just not show up, right? That is incredibly unwieldy and incredibly punitive for the player under the current collective bargaining agreement. I hate to be so in the weeds here, but this is something we don't have the space to give the full details on on television, but I can. I have a little more time to do it here. It, un, if you hold out when you're under contract, the fines are upwards of $40,000 a day and if you are you hold out long enough, your contract can toll, meaning it's not like, okay, I'll hold out all year, and then th- that'll count for a year on my contract, and then next year I'm a free agent. No, the contract can toll, meaning it's like this year didn't happen, and then you have the exact same one year left on your contract for next season. So that's the initial problem. The other problem is this. It is one thing to hold out. And again, this is nerdy CBA stuff, but I think it helps people understand the real nuances of this. It's one thing to hold out, meaning to never show up. If you, But Lamar showed up to training camp, I think, believing he was going to get a new deal. They were negotiating, right? 
but then it didn't get done. If you show up and then hold out, that is even worse as far as how punitive it can be because that's called leaving the team. So if you show up to the facilities for weeks and then leave because you're holding out, it is even more damaging as far as what the team can do to you uh, from a punitive standpoint because it's like you're wall. So once Lamar showed up, he was always going to end up playing this year because he's under contract. The franchise tag, on the other hand, is a totally different situation. And what I mean by that is this. They can franchise tag him. It'll be like 45 million bucks. But he he's not under contract until he signs it. If he refuses to sign it, they can do nothing to him. He just can't play. They can't fine him. There is no contract to toll. It's not even a holdout. Interesting. <laughs> It's just him saying, I won't sign this. You can tag me, but I won't sign it. And if he doesn't sign it, then they have no recourse. Now, would he be willing to sit out a full season? I don't know. LaShawn, uh, who was it? Not LaShawn McCoy. The Ru- Le'Veon Bell did it and ended up getting a great contract from the Jets. Now, his career went sideways after that. We've seen guys do it. I think the last. I think his name was Gilbert, Sean Gilbert. Maybe there was a D, D tackle for the Panthers who did it a long time ago. They will be playing a very dangerous game. One other note here that is, I, I think, why we are trending towards a split between the Ravens and, and Lamar. There's a lot of reasons people have agents, Demonte. I think you'll find this really interesting. And most people think, oh, they negotiate my deals for me. They get me the most money, all of it. The other reason people have agents is to protect the relationship between the employee and the employer. So when you are in contract negotiations, the employer who wants to pay you less makes the case as to why you're not as valuable as you think. So I'll give a real life example, but I won't name names. I have a good friend of mine who's in the media business, who just went through what ended up being a pretty contentious contract negotiations. Now, his agent told him this. I would argue his agent probably shouldn't have told him this. But when he was saying, you know, I thought I was going to get paid X. Why are they offering Y? His agent's like, well, you know, they said the last six months, your ratings, might have been three months, have been not, you know, your ratings haven't been in the, spot they wanted it to be in. They were arguing why he wasn't quite as valuable as he thought he was. Now, his agent shouldn't have told him that, but set that aside. But that pissed him off, made him dig in. Here's why I bring this up with Lamar. Lamar is representing himself. So when Lamar goes in to negotiate and Lamar's family goes in to negotiate with him and he's like, I want $200 million guaranteed. Why won't you give it to me? The answer is, well, and then they list his weaknesses as a player. He's the one hearing it. Right. So for all of those reasons, I think it is on the board that a team that wants to pay Lamar makes a godfather offer to the Ravens, and he is traded. And I think it is on the board, if he does not play this weekend, 
that he has played his last game as a Raven. Because if the Ravens didn't want to give him a fully guaranteed contract before this year, you think they're going to be more apt to when he's hurt again and once again doesn't evolve as a passer? I don't. All right, I said we were going to go faster. I just went 10 minutes on the first topic. Next! Crazy. All right, with questions at quarterback and head coach, Dallas is in a make-it-or-break-it game against the Bucks on Monday. After a hot start to the season, hope of hopes of a deep playoff run or swindling. Yeah. What's the best case scenario for Dallas fans? A playoff win and validation for the uh, of the season for the first time since 2017, or a blowout to Tom Brady and a reason to fire Mike McCarthy for Sean Payton? Okay. Um. Go ahead. Even our resident Cowboys fan and producer Kara doesn't know what to root for. All right. I here's the deal. I think you, you're in the playoffs. I think you have to root for the win, especially because you are not guaranteed to get Sean Payton. Right. A lot of you. Now, would I trade a playoff win for Sean Payton over Mike McCarthy? Probably. Now, it should be noted, Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy have almost identical win-loss records in this league. They both have won one Super Bowl. They both had four seasons where they were under 500. But I do think Sean Payton's better, and he would get the most out of Dak. The problem for the Cowboys, and if you win, you're probably going to Philly, and I think the Cowboys can win that game. Right. And then all of a sudden, you're in the conference championship game for the first time in 27 years since Troy Aikman was there. So you're rooting for a win. The problem is, it, it, the bigger picture question for the Cowboys is, have they, did Dak Prescott peak as a rookie? You weren't watching football at this time, but Dak Prescott, was not supposed to be the starter. He was fourth-round pick. Tony Romo was supposed to be the starter. Tony Romo got hurt. They had to go to Dak. He got hurt in the preseason. They had to go to Dak right before the year. Dak had 23 touchdowns, four interceptions. They went 13-3, and had the number one seed, and lost an epic playoff game to Aaron Rodgers where Dak was fantastic. So that year, his rookie year, he made the divisional round. He made a Pro Bowl. That was 2016. So now we have seasons 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. So his rookie season, Pro Bowl, divisional round. In the six years since then, he has made the Pro Bowl one other time. He's been the divisional round one other time. He has led the league in any major passing category one time, and that was this year, and the category was interceptions. Dak Prescott is fine. Is he great? No. Is Dak Prescott Kirk Cousins with a better marketing agent? Maybe. Dak Prescott, forget throwing for 5,000 yards. He's thrown for 2,000 yards twice. He's thrown for more than 30 touchdowns once. This should be his moment. He's the veteran quarterback in the conference with no quarterbacks. You name the best quarterbacks in football, other than Jalen Hurts, who had a great year, how many you got to list before you have a second NFC quarterback? You say Mahomes, you say Burrow, you say Allen, you say Lamar, you say Herbert, you say the Prince. Jalen Hurts is mixed in there. There's So Deshaun Watson is in the AFC, even though Deshaun's terrible this year. Hasn't been good in a couple of years. Well, I hadn't played. And so... The Cowboys paid Dak like he's great. If he's just Kirk, as Bill Simmons was on this, and I give him credit, if he's just Kirk Cousins with better PR, are you stuck? Maybe. 
And I think they lose to the Bucs. I think the Bucs are going to be in the NFC Championship game. Bucks Niners NFC Championship game. It's just a nightmare for me. Next. All right, your NFC Super Bowl pick is San Francisco. Yeah. They're huge favorites this weekend against Seattle, obviously. But after this weekend, I can't decide if they're a Super Bowl lock or a risky bet. Yeah. On one hand, their defense is the best in the league, and they face Geno and then maybe Cousins. Yeah. On the other hand, no rookie quarterback has ever made it to the Super Bowl, let alone a third-string rookie. Yeah. Uh, Not enough people are talking about Brock Purdy. Is there a chance we're watching an all-time sports story unfold in front of our eyes? Or did he, or will he melt down in the playoffs like every other rookie quarterback in the NFL history? Okay, so the rookie part is interesting because so five games, first five games as a starter, the only quarterbacks to put up the numbers Purdy has put up his first five games as a starter are mm-hmm. Kurt Warner and Patrick Mahomes. Okay, both of those guys were not technically rookies. Mahomes sat his rookie year, remember? Right. And Kurt Warner, you don't know know the Kurt Warner story. It happened the year after you were born. Kurt Warner was literally bagging groceries. Was he the quarterback for the Vikings? For the Rams. Oh. He was literally bagging groceries. Was then like got on a practice squad, bounced around a bit, never played. Was the backup quarterback for the Rams in 99. In the preseason, Trent Green goes down. He comes in, and Demonze, they are the highest-scoring team at that point in NFL history. He wins league MVP. He wins the Super Bowl. That's really fun. It was unbelievable. Then, by the way, two years later, they make another Super Bowl as a huge favorite. They lose to a kid named Tom Brady and the Patriots, who, again, Brady, not a rookie, a second-year guy, but technically a rookie. He played fine. Kurt Warner's career then falls apart, goes to the Giants, is no good, gets another chance with the Cardinals when everyone's written him off, makes another Super Bowl. They lose it uh, to the Steelers. And it's an unbelievable story from out of nowhere. So here's why I mention it. Mahomes was not a rookie, but he essentially was and was awesome his first playoff run. Kurt Warner was not a rookie, but essentially was, was awesome his first playoff run. Purdy is on a list with those guys as far as first five starts. Is Purdy, Mahomes, or Kurt Warner? Obviously not. However, he doesn't need to be. The Niners have the best skill position guys in the league. They have the best running game in the league. They have far and away the best defense in the league. Do I think there's a chance he has a playoff meltdown? Sure. However, not in week one against Seattle. And once he gets a playoff win, he's in great shape as far as feeling more confident. The next game is guaranteed to be at home. Now, would I be nervous for Purdy against the Eagles defense on the road? Sure. But I think the Eagles are going to lose before then. So I think Purdy's going to be at home the whole time. So I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be in the Super Bowl. I think I'm going to cash my 50-1 to Chiefs Niners Super Bowl future. What's up? Uh, so we've got a poll. Uh, yeah. Will Brock Purdy make it to the Super Bowl? 52% say yes. 48% say no. Yeah, I mean, it, but but think about what that means. That means half our audience will take San Francisco over the field. Yeah, Half our audience will say San Francisco versus any other, all the other teams in the NFC, they'll take San Francisco. That's the clock. I said we were going to be efficient, 
and we're in overtime already. All right, last one. All right, so we know you're picking the Jags and the Prince. That was promised. You don't know how do you know that? You don't know that. All right, I'm picking the Jags. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, but are we sure you have the right Prince? Tall, big arm, flowing golden hair quarterback. Are you sure the prophecy wasn't just talking about Justin Herbert? They do got a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you're not switching up your Jags pick, but if Herbert wins, isn't he the real quarterback pro- prodigy and not Trevor Lawrence? No. Herbert's awesome. I'm not one of these lunatics that was already. I shouldn't say that. I, this is some of my good friends that were doing this. <laughs> I, I take that I'm not one of these folks that were arguing Tua's better than Herbert. I'm, Herbert's excellent. However, when it comes to prodigy, I know people don't like when I do this, but I will do it anyway. Justin Herbert was the number, out of high school, the number eight player in the state of Oregon. Trevor Lawrence was the number one player in the world. In college, Justin Herbert won a Pac-12 championship one time. Trevor Lawrence won the ACC championships championship three times and a national championship one time and played for another. Now, the Jags are flatly, the Chargers are a better team than the Jags. They have more weapons. They have a better defense. They're getting healthier. So if Trevor were to lose, that is not an indictment on him. I don't think he's going to lose. But this is another example. Like, Mahomes has won a Super Bowl, been to another one, is about to have a second league MVP. Burrow, in his one year as a starter, went to the Super Bowl. This year has him positioned great. Allen played two of the best playoff games any quarterback's ever played in his two playoff games last year. He's been to a conference championship game. They're poised to go on another run this year. Those guys are all in the AFC with Herbert and uh, Lawrence, plus Lamar. Like, the AFC quarterback picture is so top-heavy, and I think Trevor is better right now, in my opinion. If you were to say the five best quarterbacks in the league this year, as far as the season they had, I think you would have to rank it. Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Allen, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Herbert, I think, would be sixth. So, they're both excellent. I think the Jags are going to win this game. I like the Jags at home. I like the Jags to come to Arrowhead in round two in a game that if it takes place, I might just have to fly in for. <laughs> Mahomes versus Trevor at Arrowhead with a conference championship. I can get my driver's license. Oh, they, did they not send it to you? <laughs> I actually, no, I'll tell to you about it later. Yeah, that's probably yeah. best off the pot. Devontae <laughs> lost his driver's license a year ago. And it's not been a problem because he doesn't drive in New York, but he's now realizing he's about to move to L.A. and needs his physical copy of his driver's license. And that has been a pay. By the way, you know what? Let's just take a moonshot here. Russ. No, this, this is what I mean. If anyone listening or watching to this works in the Missouri Department of Motor Vehicles, we would love. It is still active, it is still valid, and we have all the paperwork necessary. What we don't want to do is have to go take a physical trip to Kansas City to go to the DMV. If anyone can help us get a copy of DeMonte's driver's license, a physical copy, so when he gets to L.A., he can buy a car easily, we will be eternally indebted to you. Please. Please. 
wait, would be so great. Wait, what if I have a piece of paper? What if I have my my driver's license on a piece of paper in my center console in my car? I mean, is that like does that work if I'm trying to like rent a car? Maybe, okay. but let's but let's let's hold on hope yeah. <laughs> that we can get the actual thing. All right, that that was that. We'll come right back and play a game. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Welcome back in What's Right with Nick Wright, episode 116. I'm tweeting out the link to this right now, and I'm also including in the tweet uh, a plea to anyone in the Missouri DMV to please help him with his lost driver's license uh so that would be so great that would be like the coolest thing that's happened to you from this show (laughs) uh and so oh look at this do you see this i don't want to say don't say his name because i don't want to get it but i'll just say the first name marquis says my sister works at redacted dmv let me work my luca magic Oh, this would be unbelievable. Thanks, dude. This would be unbelievable. And if anyone can help, tweet at Demonze rather than me because it'll be seen more easily. I've had to filter so many of my Twitter responses because people are so mean to me. Can I show you what this... I did something stupid. um, And I checked... Stop texting. And I checked um, my Twitter... Not Twitter. So people can't DM me on Twitter unless I follow. You check your oh okay. My Instagram, you uh, check your little hidden replies. Or yeah, whatever. my DMs, and I gotta I, just read the date <laughs> and the words that this. I'm gonna say his full name actually, because these cowards also yeah, always have is. private accounts. Yeah, they send these things and they have private accounts. So Connor Odell sent me this read the date of the first one and what it says and then read the date of the other one okay so (laughs) read it and no i'm saying read it out loud yeah heard your nose gets xm radio can you confirm what day was that sent i was sent on january 4th 2021 so that was two years ago yeah a little over two years ago he has not reached out to me (laughs) since and then then yesterday (laughs) And then he reached out yesterday and he goes, 
anyone ever tell you <laughs> that you look like Squidward's house? What is Squidward's house, Demonte? Oh, geez, it's a little. Let me see. It's a, uh, it's a house. I know, it's, it's I a, know. It's a face. It's like one of those, those mount, like one of those face sculptures that are in some other country. They're like, oh, Easter Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like the. Okay, that's I'm not surprised a bad he didn't one. just say Squidward. I know people always say I look like Squidward, <laughs> which is mean, but I know what that one is. So that those are the totems on that's Easter actually Island. Not bad. Like it's, I haven't seen the house in a minute. Yeah, that's not that bad. Um, but I mean, this guy DM me once two years ago, <laughs> making fun of my nose, and then just fired off another one two yeah, years later. Not one of those guys that's on it, like you know, every three days or something like that. Like that guy's obviously he seems like he's got a life. He hates on you a little bit. Okay, like when yeah. he's got the time. Um. <laughs> Can I tell you one super nerdy thing and then we can get back to the show? Let's so the reason I could pull that Easter Island thing so quickly is when I was in first grade. Yes. First, maybe second grade. <laughs> I think it was first grade, though. You know how schools like have spelling bees and then the winner of the spelling bee moves on uh, like national, regional like, yeah, and then yeah, national, yeah. whatever. There also used to be, maybe there still is, a geography bee. And the you would compete against your grade, and then everyone would compete for the winner of the school. This is a true story. And I know, I say I was in first grade. I was in third grade at the oldest, but I think it was first grade. It doesn't matter, because I know I was. it was when I went to Catholic school. So I went to St. Thomas More. And... I obviously won my grades geography B. But then they put all of the grade winners on stage in the auditorium together in front of the school. And we all competed to be the school champion. But the school went up to eighth grade. So, so I'm up there. No, I was in first grade because I was the youngest. And it's uh like we have little whiteboards. I remember this vividly. And there was a question about like, what agreement allows this is again the early 90s that was recently you know signed into law allows trade between the united states mexico and canada my dad was a union guy so i remember him talking about nafta a lot north american free trade agreement i wrote it on my whiteboard and like the seventh grader and the fifth grader missed it so now it's like me and five kids, but right. I'm seven years old and I'm like, I'm going to win this God dog thing. <laughs> and I don't remember what the next question was, but I do know it was down to three of us, me, an eighth grader and somebody else. And if I win, I move on to like com compete in the, you know, Kansas City geography. I'm so excited, man. And the question was. What nation is known for? It's totems, the, the giant heads, whatever. And I had no idea. And the answer was Easter Island. And now to this day, I've wanted to go there, Dang. wanted to see them whenever I see it. So that the Squidward pull, that's what his house was modeled after. Yeah. Those totems on Easter Island. Wow. You know, who knows? You got, they're about to pull up a picture. All right. Let me see the picture, you jerks. Yeah. Yeah. That's the exact picture I just saw. I don't think that's that bad of a. I don't think that's that bad. All right. This is not great content. I also, hold on. I do, before we move on, I have to figure out what those things are exactly called. Uh, Easter Island statues. Uh, yeah, I mean, those things. Yeah, I mean, that. those are the statues on Easter Island. Yeah, the, the, so different. The, but, and they're also, um, 
I mean, they were made a thousand years ago. Uh, they they started making them a thousand years ago, and then they started Rapa Nui uh, is, and then they stopped making them about four hundred years ago. All right, we can get to more interesting things. Go ahead. All right. So after dumping Cliff King, Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kim Kim Kime stepped Kime. away, the Cardinals announced that they are looking to trade a superstar, their superstar wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Last year, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Adams were all big-name wide receivers traded mm-hmm. that paid immediate dividends. Mm-hmm. Someone is going all in on Hopkins. Where is the best fit for him? All right, let me just say this real quick. I'm a li- I'd am be a little nervous about going all in on Hopkins in this regard. So, A.J. Brown, young guy, ending his rookie deal when he was traded. What? AJ- oh, when he was young. When- no, no, no. A.J. Brown was traded this offseason. Who's the guy on the Cardinals? A.J. Green? No, no, no. A.J. Green's the oh, guy okay. on the Cardinals. He's old as could yeah, be. Like, yeah, A.J. Brown young. Devontae not young, but coming off one of his most productive seasons. Tyreek Hill, kind of football middle-aged, but coming off back-to-back-to-back-to-back awesome seasons. Nuke, coming off his two worst seasons. Missed time. Last two seasons, 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns combined. That used to be one season for him. So that part makes me a little anxious. The obvious fit would be Cleveland, a reuniting with Deshaun Watson for a team that needs receivers. But they don't have the picks because they've traded them all for Deshaun Watson. Right. I think the Giants make a lot of sense. They need a receiver desperately. I know yeah. people are going to say Baltimore, but I don't think Baltimore is going to invest those resources in a receiver they haven't up to this point. Belichick loves him, loves him, yeah. and might make a move for him. He's an excellent player, but he also has this weird thing. He won't practice. He, like, refuses to practice. And it is he's notorious for being, like, the only guy in the league that can perform at the level he performs at without basically ever going through a full practice. Just hates to practice. Yeah, and Bill O'Brien, when he was in Houston, couldn't stand that, and it's one of the reasons they traded him. Now, they got nothing for him, and it hasn't hurt him with the Cardinals. He's a unique guy, and it's a unique spot. He's an excellent player, but it's not quite as much of a no-brainer as I think some people are making it out to be. All right, time for a game. All right, so we're back to uh, this or that. Yeah. I can't remember the last time we played this. Actually, probably a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, reports are that Rams, co- Rams coach Sean McVay is thinking about leaving the sidelines in Los Angeles. Yeah. After suffering the worst Super Bowl hangover of all time, McVay doesn't seem thrilled with the idea of rebuilding. If McVay leaves the Rams, is he a, a quitter or B, a genius? Well, I'll go with genius. I won't call him a quitter. What I will say is this. I give the Rams credit. They won the Super Bowl. However, if that Super Bowl win ends up resulting in that team being in the absolute wilderness for the next half decade or more, that was an expensive way to win, man. Right. So you don't have draft picks because you've traded them away. You don't first-round picks. You haven't had the last few years, but in the next few years. Donald might retire. You paid Stafford all that money. This year, golf was better and healthier than Stafford. But you, And if McVay walks, you're just done. You're hoping Cooper Cup comes back healthy. Right. But Jalen Ramsey is trending down. 
Aaron Donald's flirting with retirement. You don't have any great young players. And if the coach is like, I don't want to be a part of this, it does. Now, again, you won the Super Bowl, so it's fine. But remember how close they were to blowing that Bucks game in the divisional round and how close they were to losing against the Niners and the Bengals in the Super Bowl. If they hadn't won the Super Bowl, they would still be in this bad of a position. Then it's a total disaster. Right. They were up 28 to 3 or 27 to 3 on the Bucks in the divisional round. And then they just started turning the ball over every single possession and they almost lost. Can you imagine if they had blown that lead, lost that game, then had this year and McVay leaves? Oh my. Now, I do think McVay would be exceptional on television. I also, I'm not sure he really wants to do TV. I think it's that he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. But you guys put yourself in this position to go all in to win that Super Bowl. You won it. But that is an expensive way to, to do it if you're now going to go from a team. It's not like you were worlds away from winning a Super Bowl before. You'd been to one a few years prior. It's very fascinating what they've done. And I think because this year was so bad, other teams might be less likely to try to follow that model. That's All right, true. next. Uh, moments after our show wrapped up on Monday, Cliff Kingsbury was fired by the Cardinals. The way I see it, he only has two avenues from here. Cliff Kingsbury's next job will be Pat's off- offensive coordinator or Gosling stunt double. Okay. Uh, Patriots offensive coordinator is an interesting one. Gosling stunt double is, I'm not sure, you know. Brian Gosling? No, I know who he is. I, I just, I appreciate that. I just don't know which one of our I thought you were wonderful ahead. producers is, you know, working out their B-list comedy routine on the podcast. <laughs> like, oh, let me throw this little zinger in there. Um, but, uh, sorry, guys. Uh, listen, he was promoted a job too high. A couple times. He's not a head coach. He wasn't a head coach in college. He was, but he wasn't any good. He had multiple NFL quarterbacks, including Patrick Mahomes, and he couldn't be above 500. He's not a head coach in the NFL. Just flatly isn't. And so I, 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 Pat's offensive coordinator makes sense if that's what they want to, the route they want to go. I think they might try to hire Bill O'Brien, uh, but. He's not an NFL head coach, and I don't think he's going to get another NFL head coaching job for a very, very long time, if ever. All right, next. All right, the, inaug- the inaugural NFL PA. NFLPA All-Pro team dropped yesterday, and you seem to think there were some snubs. We're going to show a tweet on the main screen. Yeah, there uh, I, there were a couple snubs that, to me, uh, jumped out. If we don't want to show the oh, tweet, it's no, all right. No tweet, I, uh, no I, had, I, I said so, Micah Parsons snubbed, but go ahead. Uh, maybe the players should leave the list-making to the professionals, huh? Uh, the biggest NFLP, uh, NFLPA All-Pro snub is Micah Parsons or Tyreek Hill. Okay, so... These are the two ones that jump out at you. It's also weird the way they did their list. Sorry, I stretched my legs. Um, they only did two wide receivers and two corners, even though we're in a league where everybody's in nickel all the time, three corners, and because teams are running three wide receivers. So, and they included a fullback, even though very few teams actually use a fullback. So right. that part of it's a little odd, if I'm being honest. Um, those were though were the two big snubs. So you had two edge rusher spots. Joey, Nikki Bosa has to be one of them. 
The question is who has to be the other one? I think it has to be Micah Parsons. They put on Miles Garrett. I love I think Miles Garrett's a tremendous player. I think Micah Parsons was better than him this year. The wide receivers, one of them has to be Justin Jefferson. They put on Devontae Adams. I think Tyreek was better. Now, Devontae led the league in touchdowns and had 1,500 yards. And it's not like Derek Carr is a great player. But I think Tyreek was more impactful. With that said, Devontae over Tyreek is more defensible, in my opinion, than Miles Garrett over Micah Parsons. So I think the biggest post, uh, the biggest snub was Micah Parsons. Next. All right, the regular season is over, but that doesn't mean the coaches and the playoffs are safe. We already talked about Mike McCarthy's job being at risk, but both Chargers head coach Brandon Staley and Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel are rumored to be on the hot seat as well. The coach more likely to get fired is Staley or McDaniel. I'm going with Staley. Why? Just because of last week. Hey, last week didn't help him. I don't think either of these guys gets fired. Yeah. For the record. To be honest. The more likely one, though, is Mike McDaniel. Here's why. That's the Dolphins coach. Young guy. Yeah, right. And I like him. I think he's good. I think if he got fired, he'd probably get another job. There's, You know what seems to be bubbling back to the surface a bit? Sean Payton and Tom Brady teaming up in Miami. So this has nothing to do with McDaniels. Really. It would be that, right. It would be that they Sean Payton and Brady wanted to be together. They, they, the only reason it didn't happen was the Flores lawsuit. The whole thing, it got scuttled. They went with Mike McDaniel. It was all going great. Then they went eight and three. And then from eight and three to eight and eight. I, the family that owns the Chargers is notoriously pretty cheap. So I don't know if they're going to want to fire a head, another head coach and pay him out. And also, Staley, it should be noted. I mean, they made the play. Like, Staley, I I don't, I think he has hurt his stock, obviously. But I also think we've got to be fair about what his, in a league where it's hard to find quality coaches, he was 9-8 and eight last year, and they missed the playoffs by a tiebreaker. And he was 10-7 and seven this year, despite being ravaged with injuries. So he's above 500. He's made the playoffs. I don't think they're going to fire him two years in when he's above 500 both years. Uh, but I th- And I don't think they should fire Mike McDaniel. I think McDaniel's a good coach. Uh, but, I mean, he, he's got – he's Tua's been hurt twice. Teddy's good. been hurt twice. Skylar Thompson got hurt once. And McDaniel's gotten ravaged by quarterback injuries. But if Sean Payton and Tom Brady want to go there, that's bad news for Tua and McDaniel. All right, next. All right, if you look at uh, point differential, it's yeah. a miracle the minus three Vikings and minus six Giants made it this far. It's unbelievable, yep. Their game a few weeks back could have gone either way with the Vikings kicking a 61-yarder with the time expiring to win. All I know is at the end of it, one of these teams will clearly be frauds. Uh-huh. The team most likely to be expo- exposed as frauds is the Giants or the Vikings. All right, we're going to do our pick show later today, and you guys will see it tomorrow. Spoiler alert, I'm picking the Vikings. But my answer, as far as be exposed as frauds, my answer is also the Vikings, because here's why. If the Vikings beat the Giants, no one's going to call the Giants frauds. They're going to be like, yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. They're on the road. They weren't supposed to be here. Nobody's going to be like, I knew the Giants were no good. The Giants have overachieved. No one thinks they're awesome. But if the Giants beat the Vikings, people will be like, I told you that 13-4 and was fake. That team's no good, all of it. You know what I mean? So I don't think the Giants are eligible 
to be considered frauds because nobody thinks they're great. All right, last. All right. Netflix dropped a trailer for uh, quote unquote full swing, a drive to drive, a drive to survive type show for the PGA Tour. They're also dropping a tennis one tomorrow called Break Breakpoint. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, JJ Watt's retirement was chronicled on an and on an all on an in season. All right, buddies. I'm having an aneurysm. Yeah. The in-season sports docs market is oversaturated or underrated? I'm going to say oversaturated, but I, it also might be underrated because I don't watch any of these. I haven't seen Drive to Survive, which everyone loves, the F1 show. I don't watch Hard Knocks. I don't, I don't watch any of that. I don't. So I uh, there's a lot of it. But I don't watch it, so I don't know if it's properly rated, underrated, any of it. What's up? You seem confused. It's like racing NASCARs, but well, like with those uh, Formula One cars, fastest cars in the world. Yeah, and the open wheel. Right. People, Demonze, love that show. It that that show, which has been on for a few seasons now, is directly credited with for the first time ever Formula One being super popular in America. People fell in love with the show. And they got favorite drivers because of it. It was evidently incredibly well done. I've just never watched it. I, uh, when, when, and whenever I'm, this is, people are going to mock me. If I'm not watching one, a show with my wife or like a series we're watching, and it's like at night, I'm like, yeah, what do I want to watch? Turn on Netflix, turn on any of these streaming services. I just watch old poker tournaments, try to hone my craft a bit. The old Poker Go subscription. Watch <laughs> Poker Go. Yeah, it was ten bucks a month. Uh, Brent Hanks, ten bucks a month. Ten, okay. Ten. Brent Hanks, Jeff Platt, do commentary for a lot of it. The great Nick Shulman does great commentary. My guy Ali Najad, who I was supposed to work with potentially at some point, does some commentary. I uh, super high roller bowl. But here's the thing: they just had the Poker Go Tour Championship. Here's the thing that you would really laugh at me about. So like. When poker used to be on TV all the time, they would take like eight hours of poker, edit it, give you the best 15 hands in a 40-minute thing. Right. What I'm watching is like the Poker Go Championship, Demonze. When you click play on it, it said seven hours and 28 minutes. And it's just seven hours and 28 minutes with no editing of every hand. And I'll watch the whole thing. I'll have to break it up into pieces. But like when I finish this podcast and get in the car to go to work, you gotta watch it on your I'll phone. probably watch. Yeah. Get a nice little 10 minutes in. I, I, you know, learn new strategies, figure some stuff out, watch the best players in the world. So I don't, don't have, I can't say I don't have the time to watch these documentaries. I just use my time, uh, you know, in other ways. Eh, this is what it is. All right. We got questions from you guys in the chat. We'll answer them next. What's right? Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. 
variety. They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals, Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook or clean up make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine what are you waiting for head to factormeals.com slash nick right 50 and use code nick right 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month that's code nick right 50 at factormeals.com slash nick right 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month while your subscription is active all right welcome back in let's get to your guys listener questions and viewer questions i should say demonte go ahead House Latin said you should be able to apply for a placement online. Uh, they let you do everything online now in Missouri. So that's about DeMonte's driver's license. That would be great. And he did try that, and he sent in the stuff. Here's the thing. DeMonte sent in all the paperwork, and then the day uh, he sent it in, I saw him, and I was like, did you send that stuff in? He said, yeah. And I just said to him, I was like, do you include any money? And he had this such a like despondent look. He was like, no. I probably should have. But it didn't say anywhere on oh, there requirements. how much to send. And I do wonder, we were talking about this off the air, because DeMonte has a valid Missouri driver's license, but is moving to California and has misplaced the physical license and doesn't want to have to fly to Kansas City, wait in line at the DMV, go through that whole rigmarole. Mis- uh, misplaced uh, might be a stretch. Okay. It's almost stolen from me from the government. Okay. If you Let's think let, about it. No. Let's not think about it, and let's not tell the story of the context of you losing it. I mean, if you want to, you can. I'd recommend against it. It's really not horrible. I mean, it's not hor- It doesn't paint you in the greatest light. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and not stolen by the government. It's not. It doesn't matter. Demonze. Sorry. Demonze. <laughs> Demonze. Uh, lost his license in a vehicle. Well, now it sounds like it was a cop yeah, car. Exactly. It wasn't. Sorry about that. That wasn't good. Uh, Demonze, Demonze the, right before the podcast started, Demonze, uh hurt his shoulder badly and had to take an ambulance to a local hospital. And they asked me for and my they asked him for his license, license and, never gave, and it never gave it back to him. So that's, I guess, the other thing. Hey, everybody, <laughs> if you're a New York City paramedic and you're just holding on to an old license, <laughs> go ahead and just mail it to Trentage. Um and so he needs one. We What we were discussing off the air was maybe they can't charge for a license in Missouri because back, I've had to get an extra license, like eight bucks. But in Missouri now, you have to have ID to vote. So maybe part of the way they got around that being a poll tax is by making licenses free as long as you filled out the proper paperwork. I don't know. All right, next. Uh, insulative, insultive ass. I was going to say insulation, insultive Mm -hmm. ass. Who would be more successful? Mac Jones with Shanahan or Purdy with Belichick? Mac Jones with Shanahan. I I, I I like that question. Yeah. I think any quarterback would be successful with Shanahan. 
I think okay. truly any quarterback would be. I think Mac Jones would just be a slightly worse version of Jimmy G with Shanahan. I really do. Okay. All right, next. Chad Jamison asks, why hasn't Andy Reid had any uh, coach, coach of, the of the year consideration? Especially after all the Tyreek all the Tyreek uh was the offense talk. Yeah. He's never won coach of the year since he's been in the since he's been in KC. This should be the year. Listen, I actually think Shanahan should win coach of the year this year. They're 13 and 4, and they're on their third different quarterback. So I think he should win coach of the year. But I do think coach of the year has a bias against teams that are expected to be good. And so you're become a victim of your own success. Like Brian Dable might win it. Why? Because they've overachieved. You know what I mean? Uh, Kevin O'Connell, rookie coach for the Vikings, might win it because they've overachieved. Belichick doesn't win it often. Andy Reid doesn't win it often. It's a weird award where you get, it, it's not really always about who did the best coaching job. It's kind of about who did the most surprising right. coaching job. All right, last one. Uh, Gabe Goodwin asks, bigger regret, losing nerd contest because you missed Easter Island or losing relay race because you faked injury? Um, losing nerd contest. Yeah, G- Gabe's <laughs> You know, I'd say say it to my face, Gabe, but God knows Gabe didn't show up for work today, so he's just <laughs> watching from his palatial estate on the beach. Oh, he's there. Oh, no, Gabe's there. Oh, I got burnt. When they showed the control room earlier, he wasn't in there. He oh, God. Oh, what a bad beat for me. Uh, so it's a half day for Gabe. The said. bigger regret. Listen, I should be a good person and say the bigger regrets losing. What he's referring referencing is we were in the state finals about. of the four by eight hundred and school. you started acting like you were limping, but you had ran the fastest one that you've ever. Ran yeah, before. I thought I was doing terribly. And I want to be blamed for our team falling off the podium. So with like 200 yards left, I faked a hamstring injury and limped it in. But I actually was running the best I'd ever run. I still have like that weird feeling in the pit of my stomach about that. Like <laughs> regret. Um, and I mean, the, on that team was the current mayor of Kansas City. My <laughs> For real, Quentin Lucas was on that team. Uh, my good friend, Jason Backstrom. I mean, my girlfriend at the time, her brother, Eric Blatt. I cost them all a medal. Failed the team. I, it was my best friend, Failed my girlfriend's brother, <laughs> and my good friend, Quentin, who's now the mayor of Kansas City. Uh, but the answer is the Easter Island question. It still haunts me. Okay. I feel like I would have made, like, the news if a first grader won a school-wide geography bee. Yeah, feel like, you know what I mean? Maybe it all worked out for the best. I feel like that was like a fork in the road moment of my life. <laughs> and I just didn't know about Easter Island. No oh, one else make gosh. that mistake, though. All right, this is a good show. Good job, pal. You, uh, once again, anybody with any connections to the Missouri DMV, you know, I should probably be able to hit up your dad. No, the no. mayor of Kansas City <laughs> <laughs> should be able to call out a favor in. My goodness gracious. I donated to his campaign. I actually didn't. You want to know something that's really embarrassing and then we'll move on? But he knows this. I told him this. I admitted it. Quentin is the mayor of Kansas City. He was my good friend in high school. I, He and I have been buddies for 25 years. Yeah, I know what this is. When he was, I don't think you do know. When he was running for mayor, a guy named Jason Kander was also running in the beginning. Jason then dropped out of it. He was dealing with some PTSD from the war. And Kander, I thought, 
like might be president one day. Okay. Um, Quentin might be president one day, by the way. Um, and even though Quentin was my dear friend and I went all the way back with him early in the race, I was kind of rooting for candor. <laughs> I just thought, I, I thought I, I didn't, I underestimated Quentin to his credit. I thought, cause there's like this whole primary. I thought candor was more likely to be able to beat some of the other people that I really didn't want to be mayor of my hometown. And I didn't know that Quentin could do it. And instead Quentin trounced him and has done a great job. And so one day I had to DM Quentin. It was like a confession time. I kind of was supporting the other guy in the beginning. But then I came over to your side. It's not really great. Be your own people, man. Yeah, but yeah, really do be your own people. With that said, if we get some help at the Missouri DMV for DeMonze's license, that'd be great. Great show, everybody. Mostly me and DeMonze and Matt and Victor and Daniel and Kara. Gabe just threw in one snide question while drinking his coffee. Talk to you guys on tomorrow for the gambling show. What's right?